Be sure to check out an up-and-coming new podcast about anything and everything Marvel. The Marvel Fan Rave Podcast, hosted by Jonathan. The show is his platform to give unique views on the entire 80-year Marvel Universe. Be they a man in an iron suit, the king of a reclusive African nation, or the god of thunder, they're all relevant to Jonathan and his immense passion for the House of Ideas. If you're looking for an impassioned, informed, and engaging perspective on the mighty Marvel world, then check out the Marvel Fan Rave Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you stream your content. The Marvel Fan Rave Podcast is a definite must-listen. Some things I just can't refuse I wanna ride like a cruise And I'm not trying to lose Then you're left in the dust As I stuck by ya You're the sunflower Think your love would be too much You'd be left in the dust As I stuck by ya You're the sunflower this is episode 597 for February 2020, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawlspace Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas, and that opening song is by the Postmodern Jukebox. It's a cover of the Sunflower song. I think it's really well done, too. Check them out up on YouTube. Before we get to this uh, ASM review show, I want to thank people who make episodes like this possible. They log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. And they say, hey, I enjoy what you guys do. I enjoy that you guys put out quality content several times a month. So here is some extra money to help pay the bills. And also, they get some special perks. Like uh, we reviewed ASM uh, 2, the movie. We did a DVD-type commentary of that. We do Spire Satellites episodes. And several other special podcasts like that. So check out patreon.com slash crawlspace and also another perk. And get your name at the top of every episode. So a thank you goes out to Jonathan, Robert, Zach, Muhammad, jo- Joshua, Alex, Frazetta Hulk, David, Laura, Vinkman, Eric, Dowd, Thomas, Ricky, Michael2099, Craig, Christopher, Patrick, Andrew, Michael K., Hafskimo, Bob, JB, John, Datboy, Stuart, AJ, Jay, Chris, Scott, Kian, Nick, Taylor, Will, Symbiobro, hashtag something good for you, Frederick, and Steven. Again, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. Also, you get this episode two weeks earlier than anyone else before I release it to the public. So, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Thanks, everybody. Think your love would be too much. You'd be left in the dust. Unless I stuck by ya. Hey, Carl Spacers, welcome to our ASM review show. Let's introduce the panel. George, get off my lawn. Behrman is in the house. What's thank, up, George? Thank God. All right. Ashley's in the house. What's up, Ashley? Hey, hey. JR's in the house. What's up, sir? Well, what's up is uh, is the hair on the top of my head because I still have some, even at my age. Ten years later, he's still making hair jokes. I love it. You should be in a musical or something called Hair Insult. Zach, Spidey Dude Joiner in the house. What's up? Hey, uh, it's good to be here. It's uh, good to be talking about some Spider-Man comics. No doubt. And we have Mike, a.k.a. Plug in the Microphone McNulty. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Dirty. I am finally up after taking a you know rest after building a cabinet. Um, this afternoon, which is cabinet maker. Oh my. 
Well, yeah, because I, what I do is I basically, you know, a little hobby of mine that basically I do like uh, basically refurbish wine barrels. So, oh, cool. yeah. All right, so we're going to review two comics on this episode. The latest issues of Amazing Spider-Man. We've got uh, ASM 838 and 839. That's right, isn't it? Yes, that's right. I think so. Let me share my screen, and you guys can see. We have have Amazing uh, Spider-Man. Trending in the universe? Is that what it is? um, (laughs) I I thought we had, for some reason, I thought we were going to have three issues tonight, Brad. No, we I only have two. Here we go. I thought there was going to be an issue coming out this week, but I guess not because I guess it's supposed to be next week. Since you know, you know what? I meant to get this up on Com- Comixology because they give you a preview of the first couple pages. So let me. Yep. There it goes. There. You know, Brad. Brad didn't have thirty minutes to prepare. Zach, <laughs> not to pick out. I just was just was making an observation, Douglas. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who's got this issue? This is a Stegron. Who else am I going to give it to? George, take me through. Well, it's, please. it's a Stegron, but it's not a Stegron. Well, it's got some references. to oh. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 838, Nick Spencer, Ryan Otley, the dream team. Yeah. Right now. Team A. No, no team doubt. A. All right. So, uh, after his show gets interrupted by douche bro, shock jocks, Chet and Chet. <laughs> Jonah catches up with Nora Winters, who comes back from it. What was the last time we saw Nora? I feel like the last time we saw Nora, she was talking about Randy's dong. How long is Nora Nora Winters was actually Nora Winters actually appeared earlier in the series? Is this she? Uh, she uh, came up to uh, J. Jonah Jameson with a job proposal. I think I want to say way back in like um, <laughs> issue seven. Really? Of this of, of Nick Spencer's? Yeah, she showed oh, yeah. up very early. Yeah. Remember because Spencer's you had you had lowered it uh, like a, a, a part of a letter grade because Nora showed up. So yeah, I did, or Mike did. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't did. know who. I don't think I, I did because I, I, I don't. Nor is one of the few things that I don't mind as badly from the brand new verse. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because she's an actual character for one thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's because yeah, she's always more time. interesting than Carly Dame Cooper. I'll tell you that much. Well, it's been a long time since she showed up because because Center had put a lot of his plots in the back burner thanks to stuff like you know absolute uh, garbage. Uh, I mean, excuse me, absolute carnage and, um, and all, <laughs> all right. that great stuff. Yeah. All right, so Jonah catches up with Nora Winters, uh, who makes a sales pitch to him about joining a new BuzzFeed. Clickbait, clickbait news site soon to be Comic, cosmic, soon cosmic to book. be referenced by Spider-Man Crawl Space. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I was trying to beat it to Cosmic Book News or whatever that is. After Nora points out uh, how far Jonah has fallen uh, mm-hmm. from his journalistic beginnings and uh, how much uh, the news site's uh, supposedly worth, uh, Jonah, you know, starts to consider you know the potential uh, of her offer. Um, Meanwhile, Spider-Man is considering the potential of using the clairvoyant device to get ahead of threats. And after consultation with uh, other heroes, does precisely that to help combat a building fire, a bank robbery by villain wannabes, and a Stegron bio-attack of some kind. Mm-hmm. It's turning people into dinosaurs. Yeah. Now, there's, there's a six-issue limited series. How come, how come that doesn't happen? How come I get all these douchey... You know, like miniseries, and and if if you're a symbiote, you can get any damn thing. So, in other words, where's Stegron's last hunt, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Without <laughs> right? symbiote Stegron. Yeah, no, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I found the limit. Wow, you you have found a limit. That's funny. Actually, we're done professionally. <laughs> what, what are you, Christian Bale? We're done professionally. The last <laughs> Stegron on Earth, or something like that. 
I'm going to make it happen. Let me count off all the friends I have named Ashley. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so with the clairvoyant's help, Spidey manages to carve out enough time for a FaceTime date night with Mary James so, uh, so they can watch Janet Van Dyne's Extreme Supervillain Makeover. Together. That seems like a Marvel Universe TV show. It, I could it, see that. Mm -hmm. If the Marvel Universe, like, is a shadow of like our actual universe, yes, we would absolutely have that kind of jackassy show. I would agree. The Marvel Universe. Um, but, I'd watch but, it. but as he's, of course, you would. But as he's having his FaceTime date with Mary Jane, which is very sweet, he shows up. He's got flowers. He's got uh, candy, junk food, you know. And he's going to watch this thing. And then he just, you know, he he he. He did so much to try to get ahead of all these threats using the device that it wore him out. Yeah. And he just passes right out. Uh, elsewhere, Kindred, frustrated, impotent, uh, and and angry by inaction, uh, and eager to move his plans forward, uh, resurrects the Sin Eater. That's that's your issue. Okay. Oh. What, what's your grade, sir? Uh, I gave this one a B plus. Okay. Ashley? This is an A for me. Okay. I had a lot of fun with it. JR? I gave it a B minus. Zach, uh, this is an A minus. Uh, Mike, uh, I give it about a B. I'm I'm with Mike. It's not it's not awesome. Awesome. It's not horrible. It's, it's no. Above, it's just above, above average. I would think. Yeah, it's just a nice way to catch things up. Catch up to things, basically. Much better yeah. than 2099. Wouldn't you agree, George? <laughs> yeah. The last story. Uh, well, I mean, the last story it it ended on a good note, and I like the way that Spidey and Lila interacted with one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, aside from that, it kind of felt like it was just sort of jammed into all these things that it normally wouldn't have been jammed into. Mm -hmm. So what's your pros, George? All right. I, I love the Peter and MJ stuff. Yeah, no doubt. I love the Peter and MJ stuff. And I'm going to go even further out because I was thinking about this day because uh, uh, in our Discord, Adam uh, was pointing out uh, all these tweets that JMS had made about the marriage and how much he enjoyed the marriage. And it right. wasn't his idea to get rid of the marriage. Um. And, uh, and, and I've said here on the podcast many times, you know, while I have my issues about the JMS run in toto, right, in total, totem. Uh, be because there were some misfires. In, in totems, you mean? There were, no. Y yes and no. Shut up, Zach. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, yeah, there were some misfires. But the one thing that he did better, I think, than anyone else up to that point, other than Steve, Ditt or uh, other, I'm sorry, other than Tom DeFalco and Spider-Girl, was write the marriage well. Absolutely. Yep. And and that that for me will always be JMS's hallmark of his time on Spider Man was how well he wrote the marriage and how well he he wrote writ how well he wrote the marriage and how well he wrote uh, Aunt May also. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. I was going to say yep. um, Aunt May. Yeah, Aunt May. And um, I'll I'll go even further here, uh, and I'll say that Spencer now uh, has is is starting to get up there for me because he Spencer. Every bit as much as JMS, I think, understands the importance of these of these two being together. Yeah, and uh, and Spencer, everything about them feels organic. I I have had Facetime dates with long distance chicks before. No, like that that's an actual thing. I I was reading this and I was like, oh my god, look, I identify with the character, mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, all the things I was saying I've never needed to for the last forty you know something years of Spider fandom. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, so I, I love all of the Peter and MJ stuff that that uh, that Spencer gives us, especially when it's Spencer and Otley. Yeah. Um, Cl 
clairvoyant, the clairvoyant device is interesting. It's going to be a monkey's paw at some point. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this thing has monkey's <laughs> paw and neon written all over it. I mean, it's like it's like it's almost like what happened with the not to not to dis- disparage you, you know, trigger you, George, but it's like a Civil War two. Like, what could possibly go wrong with like Too a, late, a, with a me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but no, but it was that, but it's actually, but this is actually kind of sounds like it's actually there's actual. It might actually be done more competently in a sense than that series was it's it's I mean, just too good yeah. there's going to be a price to pay oh sure no doubt. The thing and i no i doubt. think we're hitting at that because he's already worn out so right we've got, we've got uh peter and mary jane that's your big pro any other pros george yeah yeah so uh the clairvoyant thing is interesting uh spidey consulting with other people about the device <laughs> oh yeah uh, aside from seeing iron man in here because why <laughs> it's it, it, seeing Iron Man in my Spider-Man comics now is like is like seeing a turd in my cocoa puffs. <laughs> you know, I don't want it in there. All right. Um, I like that home reaction. Or or baby Ruth in your pool, like in I, Jack, you know? I like the different reactions. I like seeing Felicia's reaction and she's like, Oh, that's interesting. So where'd you where'd you say you were keeping this thing? Where is this, you know, thing? I like Daredevil's reaction. Uh, I like Man Thing's reaction. He just doesn't even say anything. And, uh, just like, but I love Captain America's reaction, and it really rang true with me about Captain America and how he's always respected Spider-Man. That's true. Oh. That's true. Um, so I always, I, I really did like him saying, you know, this sounds like a big deal. If there's anyone I trust, you know, to use this responsibly, it's you. I was like, yep, yep, damn right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I liked that part, and uh, and yeah, I, I, I like I do here again. I I said it earlier. I I, I don't mind Nora uh, the way I do Carly Cooper. Uh, Nora Nora is least interesting. Uh, she was always more interesting than Carly was because she wasn't a forced editorial mandate love interest. She was just a racist. She yeah you know, <laughs> yeah. Nora's yeah. had her moments, yep. man. I mean, she mm-hmm. she really has. But it's the thing. I mean, she's interesting. She's layered. There's facets of this character. It's almost as if Joe Kelly actually tried to make her something other than a cardboard cutout. And you can say mm-hmm. you can say politically incorrect things through Nora, and I like that about the character. Mm-hmm. You really can because that's Nora, right? Um, so, so yeah, those are my pros. Um, real quick, uh, one person in YouTube chat said, Terry James... To be honest, a dinosaur man doesn't fit as a Spider-Man villain. Rebuttal, George. Um, you mean he, he's he's a he's a D-list villain that's not that cool? Oh, I mean he is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, we've already established. Uh, when are dinosaurs I'm, I'm, not I'm, cool? Dinosaurs, yeah. Okay. When are dinosaurs not cool? It's, Plus, especially a half man, yes, half dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, if you can yeah. have a half man, half lizard, why can't you have a half man, half dinosaur? Stuff I mean, that Stegron's never done: uh, get killed and turn into a bag of flour. <laughs> <laughs> have time beating a jackass in a green hairy suit. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, now go. that we're, now that we're done with that, um, so those are my problems. At least there's more. There's, there's more than a legion of one of Stegron fans. Matt says 100% agree with George on Spencer's understanding that the marriage is beyond warp speed. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Citros, when are dinosaurs not cool? One word, Barney. Oh, oh that is Barney true. Cool. Is true. Got all of them. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Someone Ryan, Ryan says uh, uh, it's a, it's, he's got a tale that Spider Man can't escape. Okay, let's open it up to the pros. What? Uh, we just did pros. Yeah, from you. We're opening oh, up to the uh, panel now. 
So let's I'll go ahead and start. Is, uh, George ended with the one thing, one of the things I wanted to touch on, but that one, um, that one page we have with everyone's reactions from we have yeah. you know, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Captain America. Um, I thought it was a really great um, juxtaposition with what we'd seen in Slot's run with how the Avengers and other superheroes treated Spidey versus how he's treated in Spencer's run. Was exactly. Slot? He was always treated as you know bumbling, incompetent, always on grating on everyone's nerves and on the readers. But here it's like they actually acknowledge him and remember everything that he has done and is capable of. And yeah. they respect I, him. What a concept. Also, they're limited to one panel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Or one page. If you get them all together, yeah, we got nine, we got nine panels. We got the Ditko standard here. Uh, Ooh, yeah. I'll, say, I'll say this also about it. I was worried about Spencer's characterization of Spidey in the Marvel universe after the first issue. It kind of seemed like that he was carrying over uh, at least on its face the uh, the way Slot was writing him. But since then, I've seen how much it's improved with with Spencer and his is standing in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'm with Ashley. I think it's it's, it's it is a highlight of this issue. Um, one other pro, I think uh, there's actually two ones I think we need to touch on. One is Otley's art again. Yeah, very solid in this. <sighs> Um, the other one is sort of the, I don't know if you would necessarily call it a cliffhanger or not with the, uh, with Kindred and the Sin Eater. Um, Look, do you guys like the Sin Eater coming back again? It's almost as if he listens to this show. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> how many times, George, have you talked about like that era with the, with Peter David on Spectacular in the 80s? Well, it was it was cool because after um, after we did our commentary the other night, I, at one point we talked about the Sin Eater. I don't remember in what context. Right. But the 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 senator came up at one point, and I and I had said because I mean ever everyone who, who's a big Spider Man fan and knows Spider Man's history who's read the senator think mm-hmm. I've never I've never seen somebody who goes boy did that suck right that's pretty <laughs> much it's universally acclaimed oh yeah that the, um, yeah the and, who killed Gene DeWolf story yeah is, yeah is and so I and so I went yeah. back and I and I I hadn't reread those issues in like several years and I went back and reread those uh, this week and. Um, and I last time we were talking about it, I said, yeah, and there's that double splash page of Gene DeWolf dead. It's not a double splash page. It's just one panel. I think in my mind, because it was so big, yeah. that's just how I remember it. Like, it was larger than life. Like, that's how it was. It was so it was, know, it was a single page jarring. splash, wasn't it? Yep, no, it no, was. It, it was it was a little it was a little box on the page. Wow. I, I, oh, don't, really? I don't remember it being a one page splash. That's no, I, no I thought it, I, I remembered it as a double splash page. It's not. It's. It's That's like Rich Butler, I think. Like who half the page away, or quarter of the page. Yeah, it's not. Hmm. You know, if, if you're gonna like, if if and they're and look, Marvel, uh, look, Marvel Studios won't do this. Um, one of the reasons I think Daredevil worked better as a Netflix show is because it was episodic, mm-hmm. and you could actually make New York a character. With Spider Man, I feel like if you were to go down that route, this would be one of the, the Sin Eater would be one of those stories you want to adapt. You could mm-hmm. do you could do a Sin Eater and a Spider Man TV show like episode. You couldn't mm-hmm. do Sin Eater and a Spider Man movie. Exactly. It might be yeah, but Sin Eater yeah. would be a little bit more for like I think for a mature you know. That's more what I'm saying. Audience. You could do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I mean not for his series. Theory yeah. about why Sin Eater is back. He says Sin Eater is coming back. I bet you Spencer is up to something involving the seven sins. Which sin does Carter represent? Just a fan theory. Wrath. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Wrath. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but no, because yeah, because uh, you know, 
also because I, I know my Catholicism. Um, but the other thing is too, is it, it does definitely, that ending also fuels, fuels a lot more theories about who the heck is Kindred. Is this actually the senior or is it some kind of another grand illusionary thing and all this other stuff? I mean, it's just, um, I mean, because every time you think you know who Kindred might be, he does something, he or possibly she does something that makes you kind of question exactly what or who this person might be and what, you know, how, you know, whether they have, what their abilities are, or whether or not they are who they say they are. And, and it's just like, kind of like, so it keeps us kind of like, so just the fact that you're supposedly getting, they're seeing the return of the senator out of this is kind of keeps you even more guessing even more and all this stuff. So I think that's just, so although you're kind of wondering, okay, supposedly we're going to get more into the kindred stuff later on in like the summer, apparently from based on some solicitations, it does kind of get you, a little bit more intrigued about what's 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 what the heck's going on here. So, Jr., I haven't heard any of your pros. What did you like? You gave it the lowest grade of all of us, I think, a B minus. What did you? Yeah, like? but that's uh, I mean, that's pretty good for me. I mean, usually I give things C's because they're they're just usually pretty average to middling. This was a uh, this was um, you know inoffensive. Uh, okay, uh, but uh, <laughs> talk. Uh, the, the, I, I actually, uh, I like the scene eater, uh, tease at the end in a way, because it reminded me of the good old days when cliffhangers were like, you know, wow, what is this? I have to get next issue. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately that, that leads into a con of the next issue. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Although, you know, the, the sin eater, I think though, is a, one reason I think he's a memorable villain beyond the fact he's starting a classic story is that he's he hasn't been used i mean you know he he was used in that one story and then peter david the guy who created him brought him back for the purpose of you know showing us what what it would be like for someone to truly be beaten near to death by a superhuman yeah you know and then how he you know and then you know how he tries to readjust to society and just and just fails he can't do it so he decides to commit suicide by cop i mean i think that's i, I think you know i think if sin eater comes back other than part of some kind of plot by kindred i mean if he's really back to stay back i think that would be a, a big well he's mistake. got a he's got a one shot coming up i saw that there's a yeah. shot coming up I, written, yeah, written that, by spencer so yeah i i think that's a mistake but then again you know i've, I've been wrong about a lot of things <laughs> now, so, correct, now somebody you know. correct me if i'm wrong maybe because zach you are our cloning clone expert was sinner brought back during the clones conspiracy or not was he one of the villains in that whole group shot i didn't see i don't recall Does him in the background that issue that in there uh reference to being brought back um hang on yeah because i mean i, I would think because because i don't know if he was one of the ones I, included I, in that i think i've got it on comicsology let me go to my books and see okay because I, that... I don't recall it because he really would have stood out if he had been i mean because uh, i'm i'm thinking you know i remember like uh what was massacre you know i remember massacre right. being in yeah, and uh, stuff, but but that, I think, I mean, I think this, I, if the senior had been in it, I think he really would have stood out. So I don't think he was there, but. Okay. You notice that uh, a kindred says some like Dr. Strange kind of spells, contrition, confession, penance, absolution. No, I, I, I don't think that's a spell. I think you don't think it's a spell. No, okay. I think he's just monologue. But again, but again, if we're if if we're assuming that Ken, I mean, I think they're trying to make us think that Kindred is actually some kind of demonic thing. I still have my doubts about that. I think this is all literally smoke and mirrors, and that this is you know, and this is all like a kind of elaborate thing. I mean, including what the senator might be. I don't think that because I kind of still I'm still kind of on the idea that this is all some kind of a but then. How does he? How does Kendrick go into Peter's dreams and everything? It's just like 
Devil Breaker in YouTube chat says, wasn't Sin Eater an absolute carnage? Eddie Brock destroyed his corpse. And Terry oh. says a new Sin Eater did fight Venom. I remember that, that miniseries. Yeah. Since we're okay. talking about Sin Eater, um, yeah. I did like that because uh, after having reread uh, the Sin Eater stories um, this week, I did like that that Daredevil also appears in this issue. Mm-hmm. Just to, even though it's just that brief glimpse yeah. because, you know, I mean, Daredevil tied into that story. Daredevil right. was the one who pulled Peter off of the guy. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. Here's a theory. Kindred is Judas Traveler. Ah! Oh, Adam, no. Adam, Win- Adam Winchell, why? Listen, why listen, would you do listen, that? I'm the biggest clone fan. You hate Judas, well, too. Yeah. I, I hate Judas Traveler. I think he's just mm-hmm. awful. Oh, yeah. I have an idea. I think I have an idea who Kindred might be, though. Who? Go ahead. Let's hear your theory. Oh, when I posited this in the Discord chat, people were thinking, oh, you're crazy. Um, I know the pop, some of the folks think it's uh, Harry Osborne. Um, I'm thinking it's Squeezy Bake. Who? The Gwen Stacy clone. The Gwen Stacy clone from the clone. Squeezy Bake. Squeezy Bake. Boy, that would be a letdown. Wait a minute. <laughs> that would be, I hope Spencer does watch this because he can hear that. Because if Spencer, if that's if that's true, boy, would that be a letdown? <laughs> no. Are you talking about Gwen Stacy, the Jerry Conway clone? She was shot. No, no, no. no. The one from Clone the, Conspiracy. The clone from Clone Conspiracy. You remember the whole thing? Supposedly, when she was brought, quote unquote, brought back. And so basically would also explain why Kendrick looks the way he does. I know it's hard to remember because we, most of us have put clone conspiracy out of our heads because I hope that's that's wrong, Mike. I really do. I know it's, but again, if you think about it, some of the stuff that Kendrick says when she's talking to Norman Osborn and stuff and vice versa could kind of apply to Gwen. Let's not even even think about it. Pros that we didn't hit up. I haven't heard from you about pros. Anything we didn't mention. Um, I've been finding, like, with Spencer's run so far, I really light up whenever Jameson's featured in a story. I just really love his take on him. It's just yeah. every time I see him in an issue, I'm like, I know this, it's going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, you mm-hmm. got you get to review the next issue. So I do. A lot of Jameson. Uh, real quick before we wrap it up on this, ep- uh, this episode, this issue. Uh, we haven't done cons on this issue. Oh, that's right. Let me get... Um, uh, oh, there are here. <coughs> man. There's so many YouTube chats, which is a good thing. Uh, something about Stegron isn't a Spidey threat; he's a worldwide threat. If Stegron's world, and we're all just living in it after all, says Austin. <laughs> Austin, very, very, very cogent. Very, <laughs> very wise. Very, so, yes. um, thank, thank you, thank you, Mike, for making me have to go relive Clone Conspiracy briefly. You're very welcome, Sam. Uh, Spencer <laughs> was not in the in the first tour that Dubis okay. uh, gave Peter because you know he, he oh, okay. kept giving he kept giving Peter tours. Oh, that's right. The yeah. Story because exposition and slot, and uh, no, uh, he wasn't there. That's very interesting. The, uh, okay. Now the 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 assassin from last arc was in fact there. Yep. Yep. He so was Hitman. He Hitman was in there. I do remember that. So that that's when you're talking about the clone conspiracy reclone Gwen. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yep. That's, that's who I was. Uh, that's man, I hope that's wrong. But yeah. uh, <laughs> a couple other things on YouTube chat. Let me hit these up. Vinkman says, uh, I'm still on the fence about dropping ASM for good. I've been collecting Spider-Man for 25 to 30 years. 
but I'm feeling burnt out and I'm just buying it for completion sake. JR, you've been down that road several times. Yeah, yeah more than once. And I'm in another one of those phases right now. Really? You're thinking, why are you thinking about dropping it? You don't care about the Kindred storyline or what? Well, it, we're going to get it. We were going to get into cons. So I was yeah, going to say that, that, you know, but uh, I, I'm tired of comics, period, to be honest. I mean, I've, you know, it, it's hard to get it. it it's, uh, you know, one, they're too expensive. They're, they're just, I'm ridiculous. It's like I'm tired yeah. of paying $4 for, for something yeah. that uh, doesn't even last as long as a crap, you know, <laughs> you know, and, wow. uh, you know, and, and it's like, you know, flipping, it's gone or, you know, you buy four comics and you've spent twenty dollars. I, I don't like that. And then, uh, and, and then, really, I mean, even you know, and I've, I mean, I agree with everybody that Spencer's run is 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 certainly far preferable than than anything we've had in the last well <laughs> ten yeah, years or more. Yeah. But the problem is, anytime it starts to build up a head of steam, we have a crossover or an event oh, yeah. or something. And I mean, and this is not just. I mean, it's so it's like. And and frankly, I just miss Spider-Man's comic being about Spider-Man and Peter Parker's friends. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm tired of the rest of the Marvel universe showing up in any capacity, you know, except, except other than the fantastic four, you know, which I kind of feel is his, the closest thing he's got to a superhero family. And, and that was one of my pros. I like Johnny, you know, Johnny with his typical depth of a puddle, you know, it's like, yeah, we could use that to play pranks on Ben. Um, yeah. I get but, what you're uh, saying, Jared, but like in this capacity, in this issue with the one page, just of the reactions, was that mm-hmm. is that is that acceptable? Well, I don't know, uh, but in general, though, in, in general, I, I I just don't feel that uh, a Spider-Man comic is about Spider-Man anymore. Um, and you know, like for example, I don't know, I don't know what the heck's going on in the like what is it called friendly neighborhood now? Uh, but it, it just it just reminds me of the old days when the second Spider-Man title was always clearly inferior, you know. And uh, I mean, who cared? Who cared about the orange people? What was the whole thing with the orange people? Oh, you know. So yeah. I, I, I'm just kind of yeah. comics just aren't comics as a whole. And it's just it's the, the industry is it just has worn me out. Well, you I know, and really. I, the, so Jr.'s advice to Venkman is drop it. <laughs> yeah, well, Venkman, no, uh, you know, uh, keep what Venkman, money you have left, keep what youth you have left, and uh, uh, go and get a girl. Money Venkman, you know, is on the uh, ledge, and Jr. says jump, jump. I, <laughs> I totally get where actually totally get where you're coming from, Jr. With some of this, I mean, I think it's uh, the, one of the things that's hampered about Spencer's run is because yeah, you had. I think this we would have gotten an issue like this much earlier had we not had a bunch of crossovers coming in, especially like and all. And I think even the even comics in general, in terms of the Marvel, I mean, really the only thing right now that seems to be of any interest is what's going on in the X Men books. But even then, you got to get a bunch of them to kind of figure out to get the whole picture. And but everything else is just seems like it's kind of the problem. The problem with the X Men books right now is the same problem that the X Men books have always had. Yeah, too much. There's too much on the market. Yep. There's so much that you have to pick up. Yep. And it's exactly. very different. I mean, yes, you might have a jumping on point, but I'm sorry. I can go pay $9.99 a month mm-hmm. for Marvel Unlimited or $60 yep. bucks a year. You're, mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah. And the, go. The expansion of that X Men line is incredible. It's just nuts. Like, who's oh, going to yeah. buy that? Well, yeah, that's, and that's what's the it's problem. 90s with it's 90s level. Yeah. Yeah. Of it's, expansion. It's, and that's what I think the problem is right now with going on this. I mean, yeah, you might have some interesting stuff going on, but then you have to put it, you have to go, but you have to buy multiple stuff in order to kind I, of get a full I, picture. And well, I'm hoping that Spider-Man doesn't go this route. I mean, granted, I know there's people who like, for instance, the amazing Mary Jane and all that, everything like this. And, but at the same time, it's still 
you still kind of have to get a fuller grander picture of what's going on in spider-man's world in order to kind of really get the full scope rather than back when you know rather than just getting just a single issue thing. it made it real easy for me as an x-men fan because i dropped everything mm-hmm. but the main line with hickman that's mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. real easy for me oh the sure pro, the pro yeah. i mean look we we have to do an entire show we don't have to we do we choose to do an entire show dealing with the satellites Yep. Now that you can see on patreon.com slash crawlspace. And the reason why we started doing that is because there was people that were asking about, you know, what our thoughts were on various things. But the problem is we couldn't do that on the show. I mean, it's just. I mean, we, it's we way so too much, long. It, well, it, it, yeah, we would be here five and a half hours. Well, I mean, Brad and I did it for the longest time. And before yeah. it, Brad, yeah. it was like me and Brad. And uh, I, I think Kevin did it. And Kevin, Zach, yeah. I think, did it a few times. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the thing is, is, is there came a point when we were doing those satellite shows. And I was like, why the hell am I doing this? I yeah, honestly think they're yeah. a lot better now, George, than when you and I and Kevin did it. Well, I mean, like, it seems like half. Well, uh, really, the only thing that interests me anymore is Spider Man. Uh, the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe to me is I, I don't recognize it outside of Spider Man right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't. Here, real even, quick. even with the back to basics thing, I, I, I don't. That was supposed to have happened mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. I don't see it. I just real, right. Real quick, let me get to these comments and uh, then we're going to do cons real quick. Let me read through them real fast. Kindred could be Gabriel Stacy or Sarah Stacy with a vengeance. Kindred uh, is uh, Adam. <laughs> uh, Vankman says, the only reason I'm hesitant about dropping the title is I'm currently less than 25 issues away from having a complete unbroken run of amazing from 200 to present. That's no one likes a quitter. <laughs> Ryan says Ned uh, makes sense since Betty keeps getting mentioned and Peter is ignoring her. I could see Ned. Uh, I could see Ned being Ned. Ned, Ned is Ned is essentially a plot device. Ned mm. is a dark horse, I think, on the outside. Uh, yeah. And said, oh, go ahead. Kindred making him Kindred would make would 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 be the equivalent of Bucky being the winner. So you know, he was he was framed for being a villain. Maybe he's just tired of being framed. Maybe Kindred, he's to Kindred being villain. Kindred being Ned would be a lot better than Ken. Uh, than Kindred being uh, Squeezy. Speaking yeah. of Gwen, I'm t- Anthony says I'm tired of seeing Gwen in modern comics in any Me capacity. Too. Loved her in back issues, but that's it. The dead needs to stay uh, dead. Amen. Adam says his wife Betty was sent to Europe before hunted. Ryan says comics are expensive. Devil Breaker. In all seriousness, it would be fun to see Kindred be a severed piece of Spider-Man's essence and incarnation. It would be fun to see the metaphor of being your worst enemy taking on a life of a So it's like Superman 3? Evil Superman's on the bar flicking peanuts and breaking Right. The I think glasses. that's what the, we're, we're, I kind of think that's what they're trying to imply, but I don't I don't know. I'm not sure it, I, I mean I just I mean if it is kind of a super if Kindred is a supernatural entity of some kind, I don't see that really fits. I mean, look at what happened with the whole totem stuff and everything. Even the summer, I don't the, want to that go stuff, back there. Yeah, I know, but the supernatural stuff doesn't really fit with Spider Man if you kind of unless it's Doctor Strange showing up like once every sure. couple of years. Yeah. Anthony says the books are really expensive. Uh lots of books I'd like to pick up, but I can't. I have to make a lot of tough choices. Yeah, I think exactly. I read an article or something when I was researching for news about how there are just too many comics for the shops to stack or, or uh, to buy. Oh, yeah. There's, there's too, there's too much diversity of product and, 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 and a shrinking audience for it. Yes, yeah. True. Yeah. Especially, especially since, yeah. So you got, it's, it, you're getting to a point now where you're kind of getting to where they're really going to have to start seriously thinking about what the, you know, how to do the floppy format, like the single issue stuff. Matt's I mean, printing t-shirts oh, yeah. say, I agree with JR. 
Uh, I'll say this, and Brad, you mentioned you kind of mentioned how it was like the overall product, the spider line is better. Yeah, I, I think because it is. Spencer's driving the bus true. with Amazing Spider-Man. True. It is affected darn near every other title except for the holdovers from the slot era, aka Miles and Gwen. Mm-hmm. Um, those are consistently middle of the road to the weakest issues of the of the line. Everything else since Spencer's come on has been absolutely um almost uh, it's enjoyable reading and we're giving a much higher it feels rate. like spider-man yeah mm-hmm. yeah it, the, uh, unlike anything slot did this feels yeah. like spider-man still yeah and and i and and it it's, it's permeated throughout the entire line to even the this the side characters and uh, like the only the only time in this new incarnation that we've given f's has been for abram's man so uh, oh gosh so you're welcome for not reading well you're welcome for reading that pile of garbage so you don't have to all right let's get let's get these cons i gotta gotta get to themselves anthony says all the books x books are bi-monthly killer on the wallet yes indeed. yep indeed okay cons uh george what's your cons all right so uh con biggest con here uh uh well the biggest con but not really but yeah um we got stegron related stuff but there's no stegron hmm if 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 I if I pour a, if I open a box of Stegranos, and I and I pour the Stegranos in my bowl, I, I want Stegranos to appear. <laughs> no, I, I want to see that. Uh, I don't want to be Stegron tea. They did. It was like, oops, all. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like, oops, all, and it was just all like the the crunchy bits and the marshmallows. Yeah, yeah, crunch berries, like the Captain Crunch Crunch. Yeah, berries. yeah. I, I want to yeah. see the I want to see the marshmallow Stegron. I don't. I, I just don't want the puffed up rice. <laughs> <laughs> I want the marshmallow Stegron. If you're gonna, uh, if you're gonna have Stegron, hey, listen, throw listen. the Stegron in the book. No, uh, I, I don't want to listen to you. You're gonna say something horrible. Other, other cons around right. the horn. Anything? No, else no, no. I, I'm not done with my cons. Oh, sorry. Jesus. All right. He was just getting warmed up, Brad. He was talking about cereal. I thought he tapped out. Okay. No, I was. I was that was one of my cons. Um, the Kindred story is interesting. I mean, we've all spent a lot of time wondering who Kindred is. It's a big mystery. Yeah. We, we've we've likened it to the fact that. Uh, it's it's organic and you know it's it's it reminds us in some ways a lot of the hobgoblin mystery mm-hmm. from the 80s which a lot of us loved um it has felt like it's gone on too long a lot of it because yeah. some of these story you know some of kindred's overarching story has been interrupted by other things mm-hmm. um but here's my thing with the kindred story it's getting stale yeah because because even with the hobgoblin mystery there were times when hobgoblin and spider-man still went at it yeah this kindred dude needs to get his hands dirty. I know um, he's, he's all behind the scenes. Stuff. Yeah. It's starting to, in that sense, I'm starting to get a little, it's starting to feel a little worn. Mm-hmm. And so, is Spider-Man even aware of his existence? I've no. So he still it's, isn't. Yeah, oh it's yeah. That's a problem. He yeah, still I mean, isn't. It's, it's not like, like they're building up towards something like, you know, he meets him and then he runs into him a time or two or whatever. Like you get, like George was saying, you had with the hobgoblin, Yeah, you know, but this is Spider-Man still yeah. completely, everybody's completely unaware of his existence. Uh, it just, it, Norman. It's, it's something that needs, that, that needs to get a little more hands-on between the main antagonist and Spider-Man, or it needs to wrap the hell up pr- pretty soon. Yeah. What, what, Ashley? I don't think we're getting to any of that quite soon, so we're probably going to be in there for a while longer because it looks like the route they're going is that he, you know, he summons these, you know, he, he resurrects these old characters, and then yeah. we'll be acting through them. So, like, Sin Eater yeah. will probably confront Spider-Man, but, like, right. as Kindred's little 
Yeah. Suppose, well, if we're if we're yeah, if we're not going to if we're not going to get a, a conclusion anytime soon, or or you know like a revelation of at least who it is, if we're not going to come to to the climax of the story, then then Spider Man and Kindred need to start mixing it up personally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Because uh, this uh, is this is getting this is getting stale. It's getting a little. I, I, yeah. this. I think that we're getting to the point, and and I think it may have been McNulty. And I know I I mentioned it. I really think by issue eight fifty, which is not too far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a couple of months from now, uh, I think we're going to start getting some big revelations and things like right. that. It just feels yeah. like <laughs> that's what they're building towards the 50th issue of this volume. Yeah. Um, 50th and, issues might be my guess too. Yeah. Uh, you that's, know, that's a, uh, that's a pretty big, big run overall, especially nowadays. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that, that, uh, I'll make I'll make a McNulty like pr- prediction, okay, and say that issue eight fifty will reveal who Kindred is, and we'll start because right now we're just in this. George is right; we're in kind of this 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 holding pattern. We get in these dropped hints and drops things there, and and uh, because of it being interrupted by things like the Absolute Carnage event and the twenty ninety nine stuff we're we need we need to get to it we need to get to some get some some more uh things to gnaw on or chew on mm-hmm. and that's been something that we just haven't had so yeah. i liked the reveal i thought that this i thought the artwork was good i really didn't give any pros or cons but um yeah that's my only con is that i f- i feel like we we, we don't ha- we haven't gotten enough to gnaw on and chew on you know, one thing I've been looking at is that last panel of this issue. If you look, uh, Otley drew um, Sin Eater with like muscular legs and lots of muscles. If you yeah. look over at Kindred, it's more of a feminine figure. That's that why I'm thinking true. that's yeah. why I'm thinking I, she's some, I haven't I, really thought about her, that's, uh, Kindred being a girl until Mike just said it. Do you guys think Kindred's a girl? Joyce Delaney. They're making it so that the possibility exists. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying that it, you know it could throw the. You know, I mean, I know I was saying maybe Carly Cooper initially first, but, but now okay. I'm thinking maybe the Gwen Squeezy Bake thing has actually some merit, which is would be kind of like scary. Um, but but non goblin powered yeah. Harry Osborn would make sense too, because yeah, well, that's the thing we haven't seen Harry throughout this whole entire thing. We haven't. Yeah, I mean, but we know he's alive, and we don't know exactly yeah. like you know why would he suddenly be doing this now? Now, Jr., I got I got another name to throw out at you, Emily Osborn. Oh, how would you react? I think uh, Emily Osborne is one of those characters that should be conveniently forgotten. <laughs> that was, that was, the, uh, that was, uh, I was about to say that that's a, another debate for another time. Yeah. That was an utterly stupid, you know, let, let you know, let's have this rev- shocking revelation just for shock, you know, yeah. no plan to, you know, no long-term plan for the character or whatever. And, and plus, you know, uh, Emily being alive, it kind of upsets the, um, the, the whole Norm, Norman's own background. It just, her being alive mm-hmm. kind of throws a wrench into that. So it's now Anthony no, no, uh, no, no, no. in YouTube chat says George Stegron's an amazing Mary Jane. So he's over on the West coast right now. So Stegron can't be involved in the New York event. Hmm. Uh, uh, Barryman, we can't hear you. You're talking. Oh, yeah. There we go. There you go. I thought you were muttering under your breath this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any other thoughts on this issue before we move on? Did JR give cons? 
JR and Con. Well, I, I, no, I didn't, but I'll give a quick con. Uh, personally, I think this clairvoyant story is boring. Um, <laughs> One, I mean, one, it keeps bringing this Jamie Dudd and all those other losers, you know, or, you know, who cares about any of those people? I, you know, they're all losers. And of all people who should know, I, come on. I mean, Spider-Man is, has, you don't do things like that. You know, it's like George said, you know, it's a monkey's paw, you know, something's going to go wrong. And you'd think that with the one person who understood that better than anybody would be Peter Parker, that mm -hmm. you don't, you don't mess with this kind of thing. You know, because it, it always comes back and bites you in the ass. So it's it's a dumb subplot, to be honest. I think, though, I, I think he will eventually realize. I mean, obviously, eventually it's going to catch up with him. He's going to realize, oh, my God, this thing is actually terrible. But uh, I think because it allowed him to get ahead and actually make a, a social connection and not, not flake out on somebody, I think he kind of overlooked it. Plus, he was worn out. Yeah. I can I can see why he wasn't thinking too much about it. You know, it was like looking a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. Plus, didn't 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 we do like and and and, I, and, and uh, Spencer even referred to it? But didn't we already have this storyline in Central? Yeah, that's Civil, Civil War, War two. two. That is Civil War two. The so only difference is what, why, only, why are we doing this again? You know? Well, the only difference is supposedly this is. I mean, it's not trying to be. It, there is an uncertainty principle involved in this thing, so it's not like it's supposed to be like trying to claim like oh, with ninety nine percent assurance thing. Um, but yeah, this well, that is, makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know if anyone's brought this up yet, but um, it feels like the whole idea has centered around the uh, that one scene from um, Infinity War, um, you know, the movie where mm -hmm. we see Doctor Strange. In that moment where he was exploring, oh, going through all the, world. it yeah. feels like this is just kind of a uh, a MacGuffin that was driving. Like, hey, what if we had a little device that did what Doctor Strange did? In so, are you are you suggesting, Ashley, that Spencer borrowed a plot a plot point from a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie for the comics? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, like it's. A, I mean, oh, oh no, I'm just it's saying that. Like uh, yeah. Huh, what if? Uh, a what if kind of thing? But yeah, what a quinky dink. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. Uh, let's move on. Any other th thoughts on this one before we move on to Ashley's? No, let's let's move on. I do want to say real quick that um okay. for. All of the cons about this being dragged out for long, for so long. I think this is the first time where, since um, you know, since I came on, where a villain or even a single cohesive storyline has been built up and mm -hmm. yeah. invested in it for so long, rather than it being just another eight-part series after arc after arc after arc, where it's yeah. just another uh, you know, villain of the week. While it's yep. while it's it is taking is kind of dragging on at this point. At the same time, it's it's still it's still well told. Yeah, uh, it's organic. It's 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 built up naturally. It's it's not beating you over the head with exposition and mm -hmm. you know tropes of oh hey look this villain killed everyone in the whole universe except for Spider Man. Oh you know it's and that, doing everything to pretend that it is yeah. not being told at a breakneck pace. Yeah, it's. Matt Bird asks, what if Kindred is revealed to be Mayday Parker in some way to get back at Norman Osborne we're, taking we're, away from her parents? We're, we're, we're groping in the dark now. Well, yeah, we're okay. We've had the time for it to be a potentially shocking revelation, whereas in Slot's run, we would have these shocking revelations, but without any time to build up anything mm -hmm. beyond a... Good point. Huh. Wow. Slot's <laughs> was, nothing will ever be the same again. Okay, Chris Harrison. Nothing will ever be the same again. Who will Ashley get her rose from oh, Jack? No. 
George, George, We're going to be until 2 a.m. George, who's your suspect of kindred? Let's go around the I still horn. think it's Harry. Ashley? Hmm. I'm, go I'm putting my coin in the female bank. It's a girl. It's a girl. You know, do you know what girl? Is it Emily Osborne? I'm, I'm thinking. Oh, I, I'm TBD. Okay. JR? I, I always thought it was a female because of the way that it that it angrily reacted when uh, Peter revealed his identity to Felicia. Yep. Um, you know, just like kind of one of those, uh, you know, a, a woman getting an, uh, uh, angry because another woman is, you know, being jeopardized or whatever. Uh, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Kindred, I mean, the, the name suggests more than one, I think. or, or Kindred um, spirit, yeah. Yep. I, I don't know. I, it, like, maybe it's an amalgamation of people that they have Peter has let down or something. But but even then, that's, I, I don't like, I don't know. I don't like, I, I, I would almost rather it be revealed that he's a guy in a rubber mask, frankly. Zach, uh, I, I don't. Who is it, Zach? Uh, I mean, it, part of me says Harry, um, but the Harry Osborne that died in spectacular 200, not no. James Franco, Harry. Um, and that James Franco, Harry was like an entirely different character posing as Harry. Mike, is it, is it uh, uh Gwen clone? 7.0 or I think, whatever. I think it's a, I think it's not only is a Gwen, a Gwen Stacy of some sort. I think that all of her so-called powers are basically Mysterio tech. So basically, he she's using actually using Mysterio's gimmick against him. Uh, so. Another 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 honestly another uh, another alternative to, to Mysterio would be Mysterio's daughter that was introduced. Oh, Ben Riley. If, if this all turns out to be like clone clone crap, I will I will, <laughs> F, I, I will F this so hard uh, <laughs> on the on the grade. Clone, uh, clone created. But from several different people into one clone. Oh, like a <laughs> it's a buffet of clones. Marshmallow man of clones. Adam says, "No way, it's Harry." At, uh, he also says, "Maybe it's Gene DeWolf." Gene DeWolf had like a little crush on Spider-Man, so she would be jealous of uh, Mary Jane, etc. Did he Didn't he kill her? Yeah, he killed. Yeah, no, why would Gene DeWolf bring his... back Sin Eater? But <laughs> it's tied in. I don't know. It's not, uh, it's the, not plus, Gene DeWolf and Sin Eater used to boink. That's they true. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of the reasons why. That's one of the reasons why the sin, the, sin, sin, the, the real identity of the Sin Eater basically killed Gene DeWolf. Essentially, Kindred is the burglar. <laughs> oh God! Let's, let's, we're gonna we're gonna be here till it. The hamburger. Eight a.m. Let's. Yeah, let's, Uncle Ben's killer. Uh, ASM 839. Uh, we've got Spider-Man. It looks like on a craps table. So take me through this one, Ashley. All right. Well, no dream team this time. We've got uh, Nick Spencer with Eben Coelho for art and Brian Reber as the colorist. Um, all right. So this one we pick off with the um, – or we – kick off with the Jameson storyline where Nora Winters was going to, the, they call her Nora Roberts in the summary. Yeah, I saw that. They do. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's yeah. it. She's the writer. The actual, like, is there a Nora Roberts, like that writes novels? Yes, yes there is. I think Nora Roberts is uh, Al Roker's wife. Mm. Oh. oh, really? Oh. Okay. Oh, she writes romance novels. Yep. It's a spy world after all. Oh, she does. God. All right. Oh, Lord. Let me get back here. Okay. So we pick up where... Uh, Deborah Roberts. Had, 
had her little uh, business proposition for him. So we opened with Jameson waiting for her outside a building downtown where he almost gets run over by a kid on a scooter where I think anyone who lives in a, a metropolitan area nowadays can relate to this. Uh, if New York is anything like Atlanta now, it's getting overrun by the, uh, the bird scooters and the lift scooters that people just, uh, you know, can pick up. Dude, uh, I totally had one of these razor scooters as a kid, man. <laughs> oh, they're everywhere now. They're everywhere. Have y'all have y'all seen any of them around y'all mm-hmm. city? No. Um, yeah, yeah, Seattle. I mean, I know I've seen them around here. We get them all over yeah. the place in Atlanta. Every time I see one, I take a picture of it and I send it to my dad because he used to live downtown and he hates them. <laughs> but yeah, so it looks like now uh, Jameson's the next victim of one of these scooters. Um, he learns that. This kid, along with several other hooligans in the office, are the actual employees of Nora's new workplace. And um, before anyone can say, okay, Boomer, he's uh, <laughs> working off on their, their piercings, the horror of uh, they've got a dog on the desk. you got a dog on the desk. It is the ultimate millennial office. And I'm oh, sure no there's doubt. a bridge stocked with uh, nothing but avocado toast somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> So while Jameson's being triggered, uh, Nora explains the true genius of what they do. Their uh, entire operation is built off of the clickbait cycle. So she uh, asks around and has her writers, who are just underpaid college freelancers, (laughs) (laughs) the true Jameson spirit, has them talk about what they're writing about. And it's things like, oh, Captain America, is he really still part of Hydra? Here's why. And she explains that their true revenue comes from posting sensational headlines, using all the haters to generate buzz, and then ultimately ultimately capitalizing on all the outrage. Yep. And Daddy Jameson, she explains, was the father of their business model. So, yes, apparently in the MCU, uh, not MCU, Jesus, I'm too saying, saying that, in the Marvel Universe, J. Jonah Jameson is behind the origin of clickbait news. Well, yep. and, in, and in the MCU now that he's the Alex Jones of the MCU. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So she gives him his very first assignment and his chance to get in on this action with the news that Spider-Man's just robbed the bank. However, Jameson is still wanting to stick to his, uh, his new leaf that he's turned over where, you know, he wants to give Spider-Man the benefit of the doubt and he's not ready to just go back on that just yet. So he says, you know, both trying to protect Spider-Man's reputation that he's vowed to uphold and also his own uh, journalistic integrity. He grabs the scooter and goes off to do some real reporting himself. Come shoo. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. We cut to Peter who explains that he's, you know, why he's been caught flying or, you know, swinging around the city with a bunch of bags of cash on him. And it's actually full of counterfeit currency because they, um, he and TP have been, um, I'm now going to be calling her Teresa triple ply Parker because <laughs> she's so totally papery. Mm-hmm. Have gotten a list of, uh, of names from the chameleon from their interrogations and they're going through and, uh, following up to see, you know, what his, his network is. And in doing so, they found a bank where, the uh, one branch of the okay, I know it's Marvel's mafia. Is it Magia? Oh, the Mag- oh, Magia. The Magia. 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 Magia
depositing or, you know, and collecting counterfeit currency in their bank. So he's nabbed some of these bags and he's taking it back for them to, uh, to analyze while he's fleeing the, uh, well, the scene of the crime. We check in on Sable who's struggling with her physical therapy. We see her for maybe like all of five minutes and foreigners assuring her that, Oh, you know, you're first and foremost in my life. You're my love. And every moment apart from you is agony as we then cut to him, you know, with a couple of chicks on his arm as he's walking around the palace, which is basically uh, steampunk Las Vegas. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like, what if Columbia, what was it called? Columbia in, um, in Bioshock Infinite. If instead of being a haven for um, religious zealots was a haven for gamblers. Mm-hmm. And so it just floats above Manhattan and other places as this kind of underground gambling uh, nexus for people to come and, you know, but the real draw is the sports book and uh, chance the kind of the guy running the palace leads foreigner back there to show him what this is all about. And this thing puts every bachelor fantasy league to shame. Basically it monitors all superhero activity and allows viewers to bet in real time on the outcomes of the various circumstances they find themselves in. I really liked his categories that it came up with. Like we have superheroes versus supervillains, superheroes teamed up with other superheroes, superheroes versus the problems they created themselves. <laughs> I like even that. The, even the mm-hmm. occasional superhero versus supervillain. Supervillain, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you don't just bet on the outcome, you bet on various conditions and other factors that can play into um, play into the outcome. Um, so, you know, does the hero take down the supervillain, but, you know, the supervillain's got a few hits in, or, you know, all, all sorts of different conditions. Um, the foreigner's impressed, and out of blue just lays down $10 million on the current fight that they're spectating, which is, once you know, Spider-Man. And somehow the foreigner buying in makes Chance release all these drones. On so far from home. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So they just spring up out of the digital ether to keep things interesting. Um, so now Spidey doesn't, he not only has to dodge the, uh, missiles and rockets that the Pluto goons are shooting at him, but also the drones. And as he's struggling, who else but Jameson comes to his rescue. And one of my favorite panels I've seen in a long time, as he grabs him away from the the missile on the scooter. And so, uh, they crash and Jameson, Jameson does like a full anime landing on Peter. And uh, as they, you know, they, they step up and, you know, brush themselves off. And Peter's like, you know, what are you doing here, dude? Get, get out of here. You're going to, you're going to die. Like you're just a little meat bag and they're like bullets and stuff flying around. Um, Jameson is very upset and hurt that Spider-Man was doing this kind of operation without telling him about it. Because as we know, he's the, he's the guy in the chair now. <laughs> so here, yeah, like, fine. And he explains everything to him. And, uh, what they're doing. Jonah gets all excited to help ask what he can do. And Spidey tells him to just, you know, just, just, just go, dude, go, go. Um, ultimately he's able to fight everyone off. The day is saved. All thanks to, as we find out Jonah who made his very first clickbait article, Spider-Man just saved us all from a shield cover up. Here's why. As he excitedly explains to himself, 
he saved Spider-Man. Yeah. That's one of my except, favorite panels except, of all time. Except, <laughs> except. Except what? Except the thing is they weren't supposed from what they weren't this information spidey did not want this information to get out because it was oh, yeah. supposed it was to be a top secret, secret. Right? it was also supposed to be top it was all supposed to be covert mm-hmm. yeah so tp calls peter and is like check your phone my phone check my phone <laughs> and jonah's like jonah saves the day yeah. so, ashley <laughs> what's your grade on this one um this is kind of an a plus for me i just had a really fun time with it okay uh george uh i gave this one a b JR? Well, the grade kept dropping the more uh, Ashley described what was going on. So I get a C minus. <laughs> oh, man. A C minus? Is that what you said? A C minus. Zach? A minus. Mike? Uh, I gave this a B plus, mainly because I thought the um, the, 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 intro, the the first few pages really spoke to me, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I. Um, I, I I didn't dig it as much as Ashley and and the rest of you guys. I guess I'm a B minus range for me. I didn't feel it. I really didn't feel it. I I will see, I will say yeah. I will say that it, mm-hmm. it does kind of. There's a part of this issue that I do have a con for that I think I know what it is, what it is why it feels off. Um, but I would say know. my rating's not entirely based. I'm I'm not saying it's like a storytelling, but I just I don't know. Seeing Jonah's just the, the sheer childlike joy in his eyes at the end just really took mm-hmm. this over top for me right right what's uh what's your big that was one of your pros any other pros ashley um man so yeah mostly i just really like the jonah stuff i like you know like i said before i like the way that spencer channels his character in this i like the direction that this is um this is establishing where now peter's conflict with jonah isn't going to be based on jonah trying to undermine him as spider-man but now he's going to be helping him. Mm-hmm. him. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's I got because that. I like Jonah being an antagonist of the newspaper so much. I like well, the fault so much that I, 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 I'm t- kind of tired of Zdarsky's Jonah plot. I, it's a couple of years on. I think that there's a lot more layered stuff you could do. Uh, I, I think, look, I am, I'm having a blast with... Look, we had... 50 freaking years of Jonah being an antagonist. So seeing Jonah, the heart of gold Jonah that is layered in there and being shown in a different light that we only ever saw like when Marla was around um, and him trying to do, you know, this is a Jonah that's lost his way. And and how do you make Jonah relevant? And Mm -hmm. I think that what they're trying to do is, is establish a way of making Jonah relevant. Mm -hmm. In, in 2020. And I mean, um, he's still going to be, he's still going to function as an antagonist. He's going to be working against Peter, but his motivations are different now. Right. So it's kind of like a hidden it's, antagonist. It's, a, it's, an, it's an antagonistic side that is accidental. And here, and just to leap off of your point, Zach, and get to kind of go to Brad's point a little bit about, you know, about, because I think it's kind of, these both kind of tie in. I mean, it's another. This was. I mean, the thing that was the Jonah stance. It's another. It's symptomatic what happens with Brand New Day because in Brand New Day, they were very cognizant, aware of the idea that well, how can you still have Peter Parker be a photographer if he if everyone's got a cell a smartphone and he can take pictures? Mm-hmm. So what they ended up doing was oh, they gave the, the bugle beta struggle newspaper, then they blew it up. We had that Dexter Bennett guy and everything and all that nonsense. But 
what it ended up doing is, well, how does Jonah stay become a? He was one of the best supporting characters in uh, you know in Spider Man's you know cast. How do you still make him be involved? Because you can't have him be real if you don't can't have Peter be a photographer. Um, how do you have him interact with Jonah? Hence why we had him like, oh, he's working for the mayor's, you know, Jonah becoming the mayor or Jonah becoming Peter's, um, you know, stepbrother sort of. And now we have the thing Jonah's becoming knowing Peter's identity. So I yeah. think in this way that Spencer's trying to kind of like, okay, we're going to take the same thing that Jonah's basically is kind of being the newsman who's, but now we're going to flip the, th flip the script. In the sense that, okay, here he is trying to help Spider-Man, but he's still making Peter's life a mess, even with good intentions. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the hell, the yeah. road to hell is paved with good intentions, mm -hmm. is the old saying, and and that's right. definitely Jonah in a nutshell right now. And look, if they had done stuff with Jonah as the mayor, um, mm -hmm. it, it just felt like it was something that they gave Jonah to do, and it really wasn't, you know, helping advance a story at all. And considering that the entire mayoral race was done literally off the off world because there was that fantastic four story that they were in the microverse for like eight weeks or whatever. So there were, there's more they could have done with Jonah as mayor, but they just never, you know, never developed it. It was just, Oh, Hey, and here's a shock dance lot style. Jonah's the mayor. And, and <laughs> so yeah. like, again, I think that, I, at least one thing I'm going to say is is that with, at least with the Jonah plot, Brad, that was the best part of the Zdarsky spectacular run, and yeah. taking that and bringing it into Amazing Spider-Man was a good thing. I got some other pros if if Ashley's not done yet. Um, I did want to kind of continue off of what um Mike was saying about this being a good new direction to take Jonah in and makes him more relevant right now um instead of just very being very stuck in the past i think something that spencer's done really skillfully is use these time stamps to show you know this is spider-man and the you know 2020 spider-man you know in the the current age that we're living in and mm -hmm. it's, it's addressing these um yeah lord what am i trying to say just the things that we live with in our everyday lives, like clickbait news and, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, the way that the entire journalism industry has changed and oh, yeah. Very uh, much so. workplaces. And it's just addressing these journal. in a way that it, like, it's yeah, not really exactly. the point right. of it. It's just like, this is, this is the setting. Uh, right. So it's nice to see how he does that without it becoming really cringy the way, you know, uh, a slot or Zdarsky would have made it. And I think, I, I think addressing the and making Jonah the ac accidental architect of clickbait in the in the six one six Marvel universe mm -hmm. is kind of genius mm -hmm. um, because yeah. he was he was a, a bit of a yellow journalist with his editorial page right um, <laughs> you know the Daily Bugle was a great you know paper because you had Robbie dealing with everything but the editorial side. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, I'm enjoying I enjoyed the first issue of the Daily Bugle series that they just came out with um, as a result of that making, you know, it being a, 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 a by the book newspaper. Um, a, a couple of other pros for me. I love Chance. Um, Chance <laughs> is kind of one of those bad villains. That's so like, you're the one. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> like, it's like James Bond meets betting and super villainly villainy um he's you know he was fun he's not 
he's he's not a character that I, w- I want to see like all the time, but it's been so long since we've seen him. It's kind of fun. And the fact that he's running a, a Vegas style like boat or whatever or casino is kind of genius if you're going to do that with chance. Uh, I also like the fact that Speed Demon uh, from Superior Foes and obviously Speed Demon's a previously established character, but that he's a card dealer and he's like dealing the cards real fast. <laughs> background. I missed yeah. that. Background characters were like made it for me, like Modoc. Like mm-hmm. you had, you know, I mean, you had all these villains like Mister Sinister is like, and Modoc's kind of like looking behind his hand, like, what are you, what are you trying to do, Sam? Uh, like so, I, just, so to me, the absurdity of a of a supervillain casino, and them using the sports book mm-hmm. aspect of it was was really kind of it's kind of a fun little uh, a fun story. So that's why it's I, I world building. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think the sports book is like the most original idea. I really like seeing things like it because it just makes us feel like yeah, there's superheroes in this setting, and this is what people would do with it. This is how it would this is how it would play out in their everyday lives, you know, for, we see that with people on the street, with superheroes, with, um, do with people villains. I like that Spencer explores this from so right. many different angles and it makes it feel. There was a, there was a storyline in the nineties and this is where I can tell that I think Spencer has read extensive and exhaustive amount of Spider-Man. There was a storyline in the nineties called the great game, which was basically oh, the, uh, Spider-Man. Uh, what, what if, what if, uh, super villains did mortal combat? And there was also a wager aspect where, like, uh, various people, including Jonah, uh, had their avatars and they were literally killing yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. And Jonah's avatar, of course, was Spider Man, but he didn't want anybody to know about it. And so um, eventually this was wrapped up at the end of the Clone Saga. But it, it, this kind of is that spiritual successor to it a little bit, where, you know, wealthy uh, and not so wealthy. <laughs> um, Supervillains can come in and, and try to and try to gamble and make money and, and using this the sports book mm-hmm. aspect is kind of fun. And I think it's I think it's something that uh, um, it, it's something different. And that's mm-hmm. and it's not something different for the sake of something different. And that's where I felt like Slot was always trying to do something <clears throat> different for the sake of something different. With Spencer, it's something different, and it and it just gives a different part of the world a little bit more color. Yeah. We're seeing like, how do they not only, you know, how are these people, what are they scheming? What are they, what schemes are they breaking up? How do they live their everyday lives? And we kind of saw that in the last issue too, with that, uh, what the, the supervillain reality TV show they were watching, just little things like that are fun nods. And I, and you know, that's kind of a spiritual successor to superior foes. I mean, superior foes was like, what do the supervillains do on the day off? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know how? Well, what's what stupid harebrained schemes that Fred comes up with and and tries to drag the rest of the foes in? This is kind of that same same grouping, and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much because I I got superior when I get superior foes vibes. Spencer, it's like peanut a good you know double stacked peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Silverman's head is one of the best supporting characters in, in all of in, in history of comics. George, of what was your grade on this one again? I give this uh, I give this a B. Okay, what's uh, pros out of you? Um, I like the stuff between Jonah and Nora at, uh, at threats and menaces. Uh, I enjoyed that. I, I like seeing all these, uh, <coughs> you know, all these new age hoodie wearing hipster slacker <laughs> journalists, you know, sitting around at one point they're playing like some kind of Marvel versus Capcom video game. It looked like, mm-hmm. uh, in the office, um, and, and Jonah reacting to all that was gold. 
I, yeah, I, I like the Jonah versus like you know like the new generation kind of thing. That they, mm-hmm. I, I mean, technically, that, that is the essence of Jonah. Jonah should be railing against whatever new generation. And I like too. They showed um, like even though they're so much different, really the practices haven't changed at all because you know just the way that Jonah, how he always underpaid Peter for his work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fifty dollars and you'll like it. And I like that you know, you know he was. Jonah initially was like, well, it's not, you know, this, this, and, or maybe that was last year. I can't remember, but Nora said something, you know, along the lines of, you know, you, you created a villain for just to have a story. Yeah. And Jonah was like, yeah, but I didn't have a list of villains. (laughs) That was funny. I thought, uh, I like the stuff with, um, with Jonah and Spidey. Uh, I, I, I still enjoy the whole thing of Jonah knowing and trying to help Peter. Right. Um, I've always, I was always in the camp that thought that if Jonah was to find out, he would be white hot mad for a while. But then his affection towards Peter, which he has shown in Jonah ways, in Jonah fashion for many years, uh, would win over his hatred of Spider Man. Um, for Spider Man, that's that's a double edged sword now, because yeah. um, Jonah's a little too eager to try to make things right and help out, and now it's you know causing some problems. Um, I like I like Spidey Dude. I like the Chance the Palace and that they're betting on Fight Club. It's <laughs> nah. like my Fight Club dream. I was like, oh my god! Like I'd never leave this lounge. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think about that. If, that is if, Fight Club. If, if Berryman ever revived Fight Club, I could see Berryman channeling Chance as the Grand Poobah instead of Shang Chi. I would do like what? Whoa! It's not. I mean, that's well, I mean, I mean, let's not get too crazy. Berryman <laughs> written Shang-Chi is one of the best written written things on the internet. But, uh, you know, I, I could see, I could see chance being the, the spiritual successor to, to Shang-Chi is what I'm saying. But I, I, yeah, I, I would just be sitting there like doing dollar bets. I'd never leave the lounge. I just keep drinking free drinks and watching you know, people beat ass all day. <laughs> that's all I would do. Um, yeah. so those those are my those are my I, pros. I didn't even think about that. That is the Marvel Universe equivalent of Fight Club. Okay. It's, it's more evidence that Spencer listens to us. It's, oh it's almost, man, it's almost as if Spencer's like not only Spencer's, listened to us, but he's visited the website and like looked at our history. He, he probably he was probably fighting in Fight Club under a different name. He's Thrawn. Know about. Funny. He's yes, Thrawn. yeah, yeah. Nick Spencer was Thrawn. <laughs> there, you there you go. He, he was part of. Yeah, he was. He, he was behind the Thrawn slot. Yeah, save revelations. Uh, other pros before we move on to cons. Who who else would like to talk? Oh, Jr. is brimming with with Jr. You got to have some cons. What's up? <laughs> or, or are we talking? I about mean, pros. pros I'm sorry, pros. You got to have some pros. No, I, I, the same as everybody else. I like to Jonah's uh, commentary on the vacuousness and emptiness of uh, the younger generation. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, always, that's always entertaining. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, I want the one other pro. I actually like this artwork uh, as a fill-in artist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty it, good. It feels like a Patrick Gleason clone, which is not yeah. really a bad thing. Ashley, your cons. You gave it an A plus. There isn't many. There aren't many. Um, I'd say the one con is just that we're still on this Teresa Parker storyline. Yeah. yeah. And also for some, like we were just talking about the art, which yeah, the art the art was um good for this issue. Except Teresa Parker looks like she's very, very, very young. She suddenly looks fourteen. <laughs> yeah, she looks um, like a Barbie Kitty Pride. But um, 
Yeah, just seeing every time I see her come up, I'm just like, why are we still on the Teresa Parker train? Yeah, um, literally. To get on to get on your point, Ashley. Too um, as much as I thought the um, the uh, uh, Chances Fight Club uh, was uh, and the whole you know gambling thing was great. I would have preferred that to be a story of its own because now because with all because I kind of felt like this kind of felt like with with the Jonah stuff mm-hmm. and this and the betting thing and then you got the trees. Thing, it kind of felt like. It didn't really fit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it would be a lot of setup. Like, hey, yeah. we're throwing this in here. We'll, uh, you know, we'll make use of it later. But right, right. Here, we're establishing it and kind of setting it up. So, yeah, it's, but it just didn't really. I mean, I would have liked to have seen the fight, the, the chances, like the bet, the, the villains betting on supervillain fights. I would like to have seen that yeah. to be like its own separate thing rather than just kind of crammed into this. Because it seems like, because I mean, it definitely has, of course, that superior foes vibe about it. But I mean, it just feels mm-hmm. like. Maybe you should make that a kind of a separate thing rather than trying to get all the I, stuff. I, I, I do thing. feel oh. like that this is like a setup for post. Like we'll we'll explore this more, the space more once we get past the kindred stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that this is the seeding of it, right? Because um, I think that's one thing that I've I felt like with Spencer is that he's like he t- tends to seed things, you know, mm-hmm. months in advance, like how they used to back in the day, like in the eighties and the you know from, through, up until the nineties. And so uh, that's kind of what I feel with this. Like, we'll come back to this yeah. year later. So I can't use it now, but let's just go ahead and put it here because there's but a space for it. To me, it's an effective one shot because you, ha- yes, it doesn't build off of what happened last issue. It was like, bam, you had this big reveal and you didn't, you didn't pay it off the next issue. Cause it, you know, it's, you know, that payoff's coming in, in what March. Um, so I just feel like right now, there is a lot of, of of good work that's that that went into this, and I feel like that it's it's going to pay off maybe after eight fifty. Okay. Cool. Any uh, that was all pros cons. Well, that was kind of my yeah. one of my cons actually. <laughs> okay, that was because I think felt like it's just too crammed in. You know, with let me turn uh, it over to Jr. He he should look. Jr. Rag on it. JR, go ahead. Well, again, you know, the, the Teresa Parker stuff, what's the point? I mean, you know, she's pops up and gives Spidey a mission, you know. I mean, is that her function now? I mean, that's that's and the foreigner has always bored me. International assassins are a dime a dozen these days, you know. Um and uh, then, you know, you talk about, you know, this whole thing with the the the, the gambling on superhero fights and stuff. Well, not only did we see that in the great game? We saw that in a three-part Zeb Wells story at the end of uh, one of the runs of Peter Parker Spider-Man. Yes, did. Uh, we saw a variation of it just a year or so ago in that Hunted, where rich people, you know, you oh, picked out avatars yeah. or whatever, and you know, went and got involved in the fights themselves or whatever. So this this is this this is real a really moldy subplot. I see absolutely nothing interesting about it. Um, you know, didn't follow up on last issue. Like I was kind of saying, you know, last issue we get this great cliffhanger. Oh boy, can't see wait to see how where we go from there. We don't go anywhere. Um, you know that uh, you know, just stuff like that. I mean, it's mm. uh, it's uh, it, it was just. Uh, you know, just a lot of things that I don't like and I'm not interested in. And a lot of, like I said, uh, the subplots are, you know, nothing new. So, and plus, I, I, I don't understand the fascination of the foreigner. I don't get it. I don't get why people like this character. It's a boring character. Um, 
you know, because it's this use to bring Silver Sable back into the book. Because apparently they're kind of trying to. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, yeah I, can, I can hardly wait till we get more scintillating stories about you know the politics of Smoonkaria. Oh, you know, like, yeah. Who really? I'll, honestly, take, I'll really take five things that Jr. hates for five hundred, Alex. Adam Winchell says Jr. hates everything, and then Enigma goes, <laughs> "Yeah, ain't it great?" <laughs> <laughs> and, then, um, and, and Adam goes, yeah, it is back. pretty great. JR hates everything. Um, someone, Adam says, uh, someone on the message board said that uh, it's like Teresa Parker is like Mockingbird in the book, bossing Peter around. It's like that, but with less emotional abuse and no yeah. romance. For thank goodness, right. because that would be really that would be really that would weird. be weird. <laughs> Web Central right, says J- JR right, brings Jeff nothing Lowe. but the gospel. <laughs> there you go. Look at you. Go JR, peace, could, my son. JR could be go no wrong. Any other comments on these two books before we wrap it up? Yeah, I haven't given my books? cons at all. Oh, go ahead, George. Go ahead. Cons. Uh, like everyone else, though, I, um, I'm, I, I'm in the same boat with Teresa. Teresa is what dragged this down for me. Um, I, I, I just don't. I'm not interested in Teresa. Uh, to me, Teresa is, uh, like JR says, uh, this book didn't offend me. To me, Teresa is a little offensive. Yeah, uh, uh, you know what I feel like Teresa's going to end up being. I don't care. I'm giving my cons. All right. So to me, Teresa's a, a to me, Teresa's a little offensive. And um, I mean, if, if if Kindred wants to win points with me, Kindred could kill Teresa. Uh, I'm going to bring that up. I, that I would, that feel would, like that would be fantastic. Yeah. Kindred could, could kill Teresa, uh, and then you could have the oh no, the big sad moment, and then we can see oh, what no, we move on. We can see what kind of a friend Jonah is, and Aunt May be like, oh Peter, what's wrong? Because how does Peter tell her? Oh, you had a, nef- a niece you never knew, and she's dead now, and you know Peter she could be one of the new floating heads of guilt. Yeah, so, so, a, so a lot of good can oh, come yeah. from, so from this George, completely saying, empty, boring character's death. So, you're, wait a minute, George. Are you saying that Teresa Parker is the new Jay Jameson? No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, Jay, at least Jay had a couple of redeeming qualities about him. Teresa's <laughs> just boring AF to me. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I just don't get it. I'm just not into it at all. I'm just not. It, it looks like a really forced effort to create a leading support well, not leading but like a supporting female character to have more women in the comic you know, you know what you could do there spencer is no longer have you know Teresa parker show up but maybe have betty brant or i mean you 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 brought the rotting corpse that was carly cooper back for reasons <laughs> um why not if Kindred kills off Carly Cooper and Teresa, I'll, I'll, you'll see an O face when we do the <laughs> Mr. McMahon like O face. Oh God. Okay. Oh, any other cons before we wrap it up? All right. Final thoughts, Ashley. Um, it was really hard for me to catch up on reading comics this time. This is really embarrassing. I've been reading a lot of manga. And so for like the first few issues I was reading, I kept reading it right to left instead of left. That's how you read manga. It goes, yep. You know, we needed you on that one on the, on the satellites episode where we were forced to read that manga crap that oh, somebody that asked for. And I had no idea what was going on, and I was so confused. That's how I felt. He was reading uh, it left to right, like I was trying to read these comics right to left. That's how I felt. That's how I felt during Slot's entire run. Like it was, it had the pace. Reading it wrong. It had the pace of 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 manga, 
but uh, at the same time, it had like uh, like 24 times the dialogue. Exactly. Uh, George, final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm raring to get to this news. Mike, final thoughts? Um, well, I'm kind of hoping that we get something about this Kendrick thing and kind of like, you know, we're, you know, come on, Spencer. I mean, we, we you don't want to be the next, uh, you know, I mean, just because we're saying that this is like the Hobgoblin mystery, you want to make it like the Hobgoblin mystery where we have to wait two years to find out, oh, it's some guy only to turn out, oh, no, it's, it was actually this wait, other wait, guy this whole more. time. <laughs> uh, I mean, Zach, final thoughts? Uh, next episode, we're going to be covering news or we're either doing a Friday Night Fight or or it's a it's a, a story time with Jr. You know, one of those three. And just mm-hmm. you can edit you can edit it, it, it from there. There, Doug. Jr. Place your thoughts. bets now. <laughs> Boy, I sure hope that uh, issues number um, thirty nine and forty are hell of a lot more interesting than thirty seven and thirty eight. <laughs> All right, what a downer! <laughs> <laughs> you should have had story time. It's always dark and messed up. I know. Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, Patreon.com/slash Crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody.